Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunswick, and today, oh, you just get me, but it's okay. We're going to party. I have a really fun question that I saved for a solo um, because I think the person who wrote in is like my soul sister and deals with all the same demons I do, and I think you're going to like it. Um, before we get to that, though, I have an important question to ask you. Do you believe in karma? Um, I'm not sure if I do. I, I don't, first of all, okay, obviously I do. I also believe in a jinx. And here's why I believe in the power of a jinx. Because for 11 years, every time I, okay, not every time, but I'm going to say nine out of 10 times, you guys, every time I comment on a patient, like, I'll be like, oh my gosh, you're adjusting great today. The next segment I go to adjust just I just whiff it and it doesn't move. And I'm like, damn it, I did that to you. I jinxed you. But um, jinx energy is different than karmatic. Is karmatic? Karma? Kar karmatic energy sounds like what you would call the energy of karma, right? Jinx, karma. I haven't really thought about it. But anyways, I definitely believe in jinxing. Karma, hmm. I mean, if you believe in manifestation... You kind of have to believe in what you put out into the world you receive. But then like it also kind of is like, well, religiously, am I allowed to believe in karma? But then I go like, ah, I don't really like any time that I view my spirituality as like, what am I allowed to believe? That's not why I'm asking, though. So my poor, poor, dear mother. Oh, my gosh. So the woman is literally, oh, she's listening. So I'm not going to pretend like, hey, mom, I love you. Um, so she's literally one of the most talented and energetic people I've ever met. Like her, my entire life, she has had the strength of like three adult men. She has the speed and efficiency. Like she can just do things, whether it's create a Halloween costume, which, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to talk to you about Ty's Halloween costume, but not right now because I'm trying not to get sidetracked because we're talking about karma um, and my mom. <laughs> but oh my gosh, Ty's Halloween costume. She wants to be Vivo. If you don't know what Vivo is, it's this like really mid-level Netflix movie that they put out. It's this yellow monkey. Nobody's going to know what she is. My mom's having to turn chicken suit into a Vivo costume. It's going to be hilarious. I will make sure to share a photo with you as we get closer to Halloween. So anyways, so my mom is an entrepreneur at heart. Like, that's what she is. She is one of, like, she's an eight. Okay, my Enneagram people, she's an eight. So right away we know, probably a difficult employee, right? And then also you throw on there that she has a little bit of ADHD. Pass it on to me. Thanks, mom. Um, and just doesn't like to sit still at all. Um, and so she is one of the most productive employees that anyone can have, but ultimately kind of ends up making employers feel like they're being lazy. And so long story short, um, in 2021, she's in a situation where like, I am like basically yelling at her because God is being 
so clear that he want, he, she, they, God, they, karma. Uh, no, karma's not in here yet. Uh, God wants her to do her own thing and start her own business. Like, it is just like, oh my God. But she comes from a generation with, like, she just doesn't have um, the story where people told her that they believed in her. So, like, me, her daughter, is one of the first people who probably really, truly believes in her as much as, you know, she didn't come from that. And I feel like a lot of people can resonate with that, where they're very skilled, but they are so insecure because they just don't believe in themselves. And it comes from, like, their parents didn't believe in that. You know, like, just sad shit that, like, um, a lot of us are trying to work on. And like become better parents for the next generation. Um, so, so I'm just like, all right, here's what you're going to do. And I'm trying to like boss her into this. Um, it didn't work just so you know, you can't just tell people what to do with their lives. It's very frustrating, especially when you have control issues like me of like, listen, I know you will be successful if you just listen to what I want you to do. So she's dinking around, filling her time over the last six to nine months, um, keeping busy and not like sitting and thinking, um, because as soon as she sits and thinks about creation, she gets scared about failure, as all of us entrepreneurs do, right? Like, it is scary. Um, and then goes and gets distracted by something, because we have ADHD in this family, and then keep, just keeps on getting herself busy. Well, okay. I know for a fact she knows that she's been doing this. Like this isn't, if I if I thought this was going to be revolutionary to her, I wouldn't be telling all of you about it. So I've been kind of joking that like, listen, you like my belief is that if the universe or God is really trying to send you a message and you you can only say no so many times. Like this is where I put a lot of things on people, uh, like when students or anybody who writes in and they're just like, just tell me what the right thing to do is. I'm like, here's the thing. I don't believe there is a right and a wrong. I believe that, um, you know, if you make a decision and it no longer is serving you that like kind of universal guidance will kick you back on track. And really, you can only make so many wrong turns before the universe just like really starts aggressively getting you back, you know, saying like, take a U-turn right now, take another U-turn, take a damn U-turn. Um, so I'm telling her, I'm like, dude, because over the last five years, God has been pushing her to take this leap. And I think a lot of you probably can like relate to this. Maybe you're an associate, um, not to steal any doctor's associates or whatever. Maybe, you know, maybe you're, you want to move to a town, but you're, and you just feel like these signs from the universe just keep coming up and they just keep getting louder and louder and louder. And so to my mom, in my opinion, looking at her life, um, they, the signs have just, right. Cause it's so much easier to judge other people's lives than our own. <laughs> Oh, shit. Isn't that true? Um, so anyway, so from an outside perspective, I'm going, damn, this is get, like God is really being obvious and that he he does not want you to go just get another secretary job and that you were meant for something more. Do this. So she's been filling her time with odd end jobs and she fell down a flight of stairs last night don't worry, she was not drunk. That's very important for me to let you all know that it was just a dark and a step and some trip and yeah. And so luckily, luckily, she is okay, like technically, but she shattered her wrist and she's going to need surgery. And um, I've already talked to her and I've already said to her, I'm just like, oh my God, I told you to just start the damn business and now god is like all right listen you're gonna if you are just gonna keep yourself busy instead of sitting down and doing the hard work of overcoming your being afraid and your emotions of not feeling worthy then damn it i'm gonna make you not be able to use your hand for the next three months so obviously i can say this tongue-in-cheek because I love her so much and she knows all of this and she is okay. Thank God she's okay. But for those of you who the universe has been trying to talk to you, hey, maybe it's time to, um, you know, yeah. <laughs> the, the messages get loud and clear. So law, another side story here. So I believe in this uh, essence of, so I don't know if this is karma because I wouldn't say that 
she fell down the stairs because of karma. So karma was a bad choice in words. I would say, do you believe that God gets louder and louder and more obvious when you are not sticking to your true purpose? And I think to that, I would absolutely say yes. Karma, I don't know, whole different conversation. We don't have time for it. Um, so I had a, with my first daughter, Charlie, nine and a half years ago, um, like two or three months into breastfeeding, I got a very large uh, circular tumor in my boob. And it was like the size of a lime. And nothing about it was cancerous. Like, right, okay, chiropractors, we know. Like, it was movable. It, like, formed over the course of a week and then stopped growing. And so all the research was like, oh, it's a milk cyst. And, like, so I dry up and that thing is not there. So then I start, like, looking into, like, Okay, kind of the more Louise Hayes route. I don't know if you have not read Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life. Worth it. Buy it. Take it on your next beach read. Um, and so I am, I have this tumor. It's not going away. It's not cancer. And so I'm like thinking like, because I've talked to some surgeons and they're like, oh yeah, it's going to like, when we take it out, you're going to have this big scar and your boobs going to be deformed. And I'm like, well, that sucks. So I'm like, well, maybe I can meditate this thing out of me. Um, just so you know, I ended up having surgery. I couldn't meditate it out, which is not surprising. I mean, this is like eight years ago and I was terrible at meditation then. I don't even think I could meditate a tumor out of me now. But Louise Hayes did. That's how she became famous. So I am reading her book and she's talking about how um, like conditions or diseases that happened in the boobs are like tethered to control. Oh, my God. Light bulb. Huh. So they're tethered to control issues. Um, which is funny because back then I was like, I don't think I'm a controlling person, <laughs> but like, it, that is something that I've been going through majorly in the last year of going like, oh, wow, I really am a controlling person. And I think it's negatively affecting me. Huh. All right. Anyways, just y'all just had like a flash thought with me of coming full circle. So anyway, so I have this tumor and I'm like, okay, so I want to meditate it out. That's not happening. Okay. Now I want to cut it out. But then I'm going, I went and saw like, a, I don't know what you would call him, like a, like a, a Reiki master healer, psychic typey person. Okay. And so my, my main question to going with him, going to him was if I remove this benign tumor, if I just surgically cut it out, will, it, and I haven't learned the lesson that the tumor is there to teach me. Will the universe just send me a louder message like i.e. breast cancer? And he said no. So I felt good. I got it cut out. I didn't get a deformed boob. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, so I don't really know what the point of that story was, except now you know that I did have this giant like benign tumor removed. But it was ultimate. Oh, yeah, it was connected to my mom that I do believe that um, I do. I I. I believe that like if something is there and you haven't learned the lesson and you just kind of bulldoze past it, if that's a lesson that you are here on earth to learn, uh, yeah, you're going to learn it. And if the universe has to be louder next time, like it's going to be louder. And I don't know that a loud message from the universe is, is always super pleasant. If only the universe would just send us an email. Hey, Lauren, uh, here's a lesson you're supposed to learn instead of getting a boob tumor or instead of falling downstairs and breaking your wrist, um, just learn this lesson, right? Because I'm sure we'd all comply. We'd totally comply. Jeez Louise. Okay, let's get going on this. So we have a listener highlight. I know I haven't read this one. So for those of you who have been put up with me reading old reviews for the last however many weeks, this one's a new one, which I appreciate. So this is from Eldaw. You guys have the weirdest names. Like, I don't have an Apple podcast account, but like, do you guys get to pick these? Because some of these are weird. Uh, it says, love the authenticity. Dr. Lauren keeps it real, and I love that. I'm a DC, so I love hearing about her experience as well as the relevant guests she brings on her show. I always leave feeling encouraged and inspired and entertained. Thank you for continuing your show. Oh, from Dr. Allison. Thanks, Dr. Allison. She's probably responding to the fact that I've threatened many times that if this show all of a sudden becomes a failure and not 
um, as many downloads, I'll just quit, <laughs> which is kind of a joke. Um, but that's probably what she's responding to. Um, all right. I have a question and then we pray and then we're going to get into it. So this question, um, I'm going to have to name this person because she asks me to keep it secretive. So we're going to name her Julie. This is from Julie. And so it says, hey, Lauren, I'm kind of embarrassed to write this, but there's a new chiropractor coming to my town and I'm kind of freaking out. It's not like I'm the only chiropractor in town. It just seems like over the years, if a new one comes, it's not my niche and no one's seemed like serious competition. And then she puts in parentheses, I feel like a jerk calling her competition. I know we're supposed to be all kumbaya with each other, but girl, get off my turf, LOL. End parentheses. I've been in practice six years and I'm very comfortable, but would love to be seeing more, but definitely don't want to see less. I think she's opening in a couple weeks or months, and the stocking I've done seems like me six years ago, except she's accepting insurance and I don't. I feel screwed. What should I be doing now to get ahead? Shit, what should I have been doing long before she came to town? Thanks. And please don't say my name because I feel mean for wanting to take her down. Just kidding. Period. Kind of. Period. Okay. Well, let's pray and then let's get into this because this is fun. I mean, not for you, Julie. I mean, it's, you're going to be fine. Don't worry. This will be fun for us, though. Everyone needs this. Dear God, thank you so much for the spirit of competition. I truly believe that competition is a skill um, is a trait, is a strength that you have given us that um, fuels us in our journey. And everybody's motivated by different ways. So help us to look at things that we would initially judge ourselves as um, because we're so quick to label ourselves of like, ah, oh, I feel bad for being angry, competitive for this, for that. Um, and I don't believe you want us to be doing that. I believe that you know, maybe some of these things are there to help us learn lessons um, and are there to serve us. So help us take, uh, have the maturity, self-awareness and vulnerability to look at our, what we would call flaws and see how they're serving us, how we can improve upon them um, to just shine light and love using that back into the world. In your name we pray. Amen. Okie dokie. So girl, I see you said you're comfortable, but I have a feeling that the fire is about to be reignited. So I don't, I, I don't want you to feel bad about writing this because you said what we're all thinking. Okay. Like nobody wants life to be more difficult. Okay, and so you, I don't believe that you want her, wait, wait, there's the other person. Yes, you're saying, I don't believe you want her to fail. I believe that if God floated down from the high heavens off his cloud and said, Julie, you're going to be fine, babe. Actually, you're going to be more then fine. You're going to see more people. This actually works out to your favor. Um, you're going to see more of your ideal patients, less of your non-ideal patients, and you're both going to do great. And, and also she's got a dog that you, and you have a dog and you're going to go to the dog park and be best friends. Um, I think you'd be fine. I think that your feel, and this is just me, I don't know you, but I have a feeling that a lot of your insecurity is coming not from wanting her to fail, but worried that she will be your cause of failure. Um, and this gets deep, right? Like a lot of us, whether we realize it or not, um, really struggle with imposter syndrome. And one of the keys to imposter syndrome. So first of all, did you know, I, I, re, I, I, Learned this researching for my talk for the Women's Chiropractors Association. Um, did you know that if you are a part of a group that is highly like scrutinized as like being incompetent, that you are much more likely to deal with imposter syndrome? 
gee, as chiropractors, we would have no idea what that feels like within the healthcare community, right? So, and or or women, like, gee, being a female, I have no idea what it would be like to be automatically viewed as incompetent just because I'm a female. So, being a female chiropractor, we are just automatically going to deal with feelings of imposter syndrome. And I will tell you why I'm talking about it because you might be like, no, Lauren, this isn't, I feel like an imposter. I just want her to die. No, you didn't say die. I got aggressive there. Sorry. Um, so imposter syndromes are rooted in being concerned that you are a fraud and that you will be discovered to be a fraud and major one here, your inability to uh, internalize that where you are in life, you got there on skill and not by luck. Okay. So we're going to, I'm going to give you some things to actually be doing, but we're going to like go heavy and then I'll give you those things. I have a feeling just from your fear and your email that you attribute your success to a lack of variety or options in your area and that you just stumbled into the number of patients you're seeing and the type of patients you're seeing because no one else wanted them like yeah right this whole like there's other chiropractors but we all have a niche like mm, there's only so many niches okay um niches niches and so like I first and foremost need you to do some work and some journaling before you do all this other stuff um and really try and internalize how you got to where you are because it, I have a feeling you're not attributing your your skill set in communication, your, your cash practice, that takes work. That takes a ton of work in communication and showing value and helping humans like and getting results. So I can tell you that those things are really, really important. And her, this new chiropractor showing up doesn't take away any of that. So it's not like all of a sudden, you will be discovered to be a bad chiropractor now that they have an option and everyone's going to be like, oh, wow, you suck compared to her. Um, so just go there with that. OK, but honestly, feeling um, territorial and turf, those are normal feelings. They're extremely normal feelings. And I believe it's OK. So. When we talk about um, the passion getting reignited, you say like, oh, I'm comfortable, but not really, um, but I want more. So you say like, I'm comfortable, but I want more. What, well, what, what is it? Um, because ultimately we have this thermometer, right, of comfort. And we do this um, with our weight. We do this with our finances. We do this with the number of patients we're seeing, uh, the number of vacations we go on. Like, so we have a thermometer of comfort. So I did not make this up. Tony Robbins. I listened to a Tony Robbins thing like three years ago and he talked about this. And it's how we self-sabotage. So he says this thermometer thing where it's like, you know, view it like, you know, you get really cold at 67 degrees and really hot at 72, except that may be you get really excited and like, oh my gosh, we're seeing a ton of people, but I'm exhausted when you see 300 people a week. But if you get down below 200, you are like freaking out where are all my patients. So we all have these thermometers. We do it with the scale. We do it like, you know, a lot of us, we start losing weight and then we kind of return to our thing. Or we gain some weight and guess what happens? Somehow we just like tighten up a little bit and it comes down. Most of us, we just do these different things of self-sabotage because on both ends, failure and success, we get freaked out. And it's so weird. I need to have somebody on the podcast to talk exclusively about uh, self-sabotage in success because first of all, most of us don't even realize we do it because you're like, no. Pretty sure I would never self-sabotage $10 million coming into my life. Yet, you would be so freaked out by $10 million coming into your life, you wouldn't even know what to do with it. So, I think 
you need to kind of address some of these like next step besides addressing your insecurities and feelings of like you earned this you're talented next of like are you comfortable or do you want more because it seems like you've fallen into a rut that a lot of chiropractors do of kind of always saying they want more but somehow over many years they're seeing the same number of patients and have you thought about how weird that is like have you thought about that because i guarantee you if you like there's no science behind the number of people you're seeing and i bet if you called the other chiropractors in town they're not all seeing the same number of patients either like each one of them i bet if you call one guy he's he's been seeing between 80 to 100 for years and i call another he's been seeing four to five hundred for years and if you call another they're two to 250 like this is a really common thing when you've been in practice for a while um, is that we get comfortable because life becomes comfortable because growth is a lot of work and it's exhausting. And so when we kind of get to a point where we're like, okay, you know, I found some systems. I've kind of like have this work-life balance that's working for me. I'm paying my bills and um, we get comfortable and there's nothing wrong with that. I would say that anybody who says like, no, you should constantly be wanting more is wrong. So I don't know if you actually want more or if you just feel like that's something you're supposed to say because like, I don't know how many people you're seeing. We're just for this scenario. If I keep, we're just going to say you're saying, seeing um, 200 a week. Okay. Um, So like, I don't know if you actually want more then this is going to be a fantastic fire igniting time and I do believe that if you do want more this new chiropractor is going to be the inspiration for you to get uncomfortable again because when we get uncomfortable on both sides of that thermometer whether we get too cold or too hot when we get uncomfortable is when we get inspired to take action that is when we wake up early. That is when we are full of ideas. It's when we make those big, bold emails to like reach out and collab and do these things is when we are uncomfortable. So now that happens like more on the failure side. Now, when you get uncomfortable in success, it's super easy to take your foot off the pedal, right? Like it's like, think of it this way. If you don't believe in self-sabotage, like Think of the feeling you get of a car going too fast. Things are coming to you too easy and too fast. And so we get freaked out and you take your foot off the accelerator. Like this, that's, it's human nature. Don't believe me. Believe Tony Robbins. Believe research people. Believe people so much smarter than me. Um, but we know this. There are books on it. So please do that because I think if you want more, this is a great time that let's go for it. Call out that number. What do you want? Um, I was talking to a health coach years ago and um, I said like, oh, I'd like to lose some weight, like five to 10 pounds. And she said, well, what is it? Is it five or is it 10? And like, just kind of like right now, I'm kind of like, oh God, that's bullying. Um, But I was like, oh, I don't know. I'd take either. And she's like, well, you'll never get 10 if you're fine with five. And I'm like, oh, snap shit you're right okay because you're right because guess what losing weight is hard getting more people is hard so if you're like oh two to three hundred is great guess what you're not gonna just like stumble into 300 people a week like it is difficult to grow but you don't need to see that many if you are happy with where you're at these things are gonna be fine Okay, so let's talk about what I like where you say what I should have been doing long before she came to town. No, because you know what? You were doing a good job. You were creating a stable practice. You were living your life. You were not living in a state of anxiety. So let's not put any feelings of judgment about what you should have been doing. Now is the perfect time for you to do some of these. Okay, so we want you, uh, we, we, I want you to levy what makes you different, different. So, um, you know, one of the number one things that can never be taken away from you is that you're six years in practice and they're brand new. Um, now to all my brand new startups, I'm really sorry if this, uh, 
if this podcast episode makes you feel sad. And if you resonate, we should name the new girl. Kristen. We're going to name her Kristen. Kristen, we love you. And this is not about you not succeeding. Girl, you're going to kill it. This just, Julie's the one who wrote in. So like, we're kind of helping her out right now. Okay. So you have six years on, on Kristen. And, um, that means that like, that is experience. That is knowledge. When I first started, I was 24 years old and I had people like, I don't know, I kind of got a sense that you were like, oh, she's younger. She's whatever. She's all this stuff. And like you were saying that as a good thing. Now, in like beauty pageants, it is. Um, and as far as energy, I will say, <laughs> I just don't have the energy I used to. But you're getting reignited and you are going to have energy. So um, but ultimately, when it comes to the profession where experience is what we're looking for, like, who do you want as your surgeon? Some young, like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty and energetic. Or do you want someone who's like, yeah, I've, this is my hundredth surgeon. Like, I've, I could do this in my sleep type of thing, right? So that's huge. That's a huge thing. Now, um, we need to work on, like, how we get that experience out into the world. So there's a couple different ways because, like, what are you going to do? Just, like, put a sign out front of like, yeah, but I've been in practice six years. That would be really funny. Um, I just love the idea of doing some of these vengeful, funny stuff that like nobody in their right mind would ever do, but like, whatever. Uh, so Google reviews. I don't know how many you have, but now's a good time to get more. <laughs> if you have three, we're going to need to get more. If you've got 30, mm-hmm. If you've got 100, mm-hmm. We're going to get more. So there's lots of different ways that you can go about getting Google reviews um, slash testimonials. OK, so let's focus more on the reviews. Um, you know, I there are text message services. Do you provide texting? This is this is um, a, if you don't provide something that you could look into. So because maybe maybe Kristen doesn't provide texting. No. So they're like review wave, sked and zing it those are the three companies that i can think of none of them are paying me they should um so these are companies that will like you can set up metrics that every so often it will send a patient after an adjustment like hey leave us a review and write a testimonial and it'll just automatically do that and then you know like that's how you can just get some like slow and steady reviews. Um, another one could be is you could like make a little postcard or like some kind of handout that you give to people when they're at the end of their care plan and they graduate into like wellness care that asks for reviews. Um, you know, I don't think you're really supposed to do kickback stuff for reviews. Like you're especially not supposed to Yelp. Don't worry about Yelp. Forget Yelp exists. Um, so for legally standpoint, I'm going to tell you don't incentivize reviews. From a uh, completely potentially illegal standpoint, I would say like, eh, who's going to pay attention? You know, like give them a bag of popcorn or something for a review or buy something and say you're giving away, you know, this big thing for ever like you get entered for every review you get over the next three months, um, you know, sit down and think about like, how do you get reviews? Here's an easy one. Like if you have a patient who's just like a loyal bitch and she hasn't written a review, just be like, hey, Sarah, um, would you be willing to write a review? It really helps my clinic get seen um, as like, you know, providing the services we do. And guess what? Sarah's going to go like, yeah, I will. Like, so just look, sit down and write a list of people that you can just ask, like, hey, Tom, would you be, would you do me a favor? People like doing favors for people. Would you do me a favor and write a review for our business? Like, I know you've had great results and I know it sounds self-serving, but it really does help bring more people to chiropractic. And I would just love it. You've had a great story and I'd love if you shared it. Just ask them. You don't have to bribe them, although bribery is always nice. Um, no, so like just ask people. So same thing for testimonials. So experience, great. Results. This is another thing that you can leverage because she doesn't have results yet. 
you have people that you've gotten results with. So you need to start combing through. Um, I'm assuming you have a CA or, you know, help of some sort. Sit down and have a meeting. Be like, okay, who are we going to ask for reviews? Do we want to give them something? What I will say is like, if you're going to like do the popcorn thing, like, hey, Tom, will you do me a favor and write a review? And if you do, I'll give you a bag of popcorn. That like makes it weird. So like you're better off like, um, <laughs> like not doing that and just asking for the favor. Um, I would say if you're going to do something, do one big thing and like make it a referral-a-thon or like a testimonial-a-thon or review-a-thon, whatever. Um, so, you know, because sometimes when you do the ask and then you're like, but I'll give you this popcorn, it gets weird. And they're like, well, I would have done it for free. And now, yeah. So just keep in mind, sit and brainstorm, okay? Sometimes I just brainstorm to you guys. I haven't really thought through these things. They're just here to stimulate. You should be on a team with me because holy cow, my team has to bat down ideas left and right and being like, is that a good one? Or will people really want to take home a puppy? at their new patient ROF. And I'd be like, you're right. And where would we even get all those puppies? Um, so sit down with your CA, have a brainstorming sesh about testimonials and Google reviews. Don't double dip. I mean, unless here's, okay, here's the only thing where I would say double dip is if somebody wrote a Google review, okay, what you could do is say, oh my gosh, Sarah, I just read your Google review that you wrote for us last week. It, it it moved me. That was so kind. Would you care if I just grabbed your picture? You don't even have to rewrite anything. I'll just take what everything you just wrote. Would you mind if I like took your picture to match with that? And then they and she's gonna go, oh yeah, of course. And then um, you know, post Sarah's photo on Facebook with the Google review. Like, there you go testimonial. So you're kind of double dipping your content in that way. What I mean by don't double dip is saying if somebody writes you a Google review and then say, okay, and now will you sit down and let me ask you these questions um, to write up something for you. So now getting testimonials is a very, very, we make it very complicated. Like even in our clinic, anybody who says it's just like so simple, it's kind of like, well, is it? Because testimonials can span to very simple of exactly what I just told you. Taking somebody who already wrote something, matching it with a picture, and boom, wham. Um, or it can be what we do usually like once a year where we find five to six of our greatest impact stories over the last year, um, either with pregnancy or um, ADHD or whatever it is, and have Kirby come in with all of his lighting and all of his sound equipment and really asking the questions only takes five to 10 minutes to the people. Um, but Kirby then cuts them and splices them and puts them together and makes these really beautiful 30 to 60 second commercials. Basically, um, what you would pay for for someone to do that is I think it's close to like a thousand dollars per finished minute. Um, I don't know if that's still the going rate. So you don't have to do that, okay? So like there's a whole world of options in between. What I would say one of the best things you could do is you, the doctor, you need to turn your listening ears on because we all get very used to just hearing miracles happen left and right, um, right? Like you just like when you're in practice, it's like, how'd your first adjustment go? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. I slept through the night for the first time in years and my migraine went away. And we're like, yep, welcome to chiropractic, bitch. We don't say bitch, you shouldn't say that. Um, but you know, we're like, yep, mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, in my head, I'm like, I say to them, like, that's amazing, but yep, that's what chiropractic does. Um, so you might need to turn your listening ears on. And when somebody says, now, I don't love getting testimonials from brand new patients because it's weird because they just gave me a whole bunch of money and are like just getting started. So I like to gather testimonials from my patients when they're at least a month, two, three months in. Graduating to wellness is a great time because um, I'll sit down and I will talk to them about like, 
you know, the kind of results they got. It's a wonderful time to be like, I would just love to share your story um, or just my wellness patients. Like they'll just drop stuff left and right. So I have, for instance, I have a patient who also show, tell you kind of like how we're handling things now. Okay. So we have the simplest way that I talked about. We have the most extravagant way. And then we have just your run of the mill. It's a Wednesday. Here's a testimonial that happens. So we have this patient who started about six months ago um, for chronic ear stuff, goes through a three month, three time a week care plan, does wonderful. Like you all know they do. Um, not all, sometimes they don't, but like, you know, it's not like I'm reinventing chiropractic over here. And um, I'm talking to mom and I'm like, so how are things going? She, you know, because we're kind of into fall allergies, making, you know, getting co towards cold and flu season, making sure we're not getting any ear infections. And she's like, oh, it's great. We even can't, we just canceled the ears, nose, throat consult because, you know, we had gotten sent for tubes and pff, we clearly don't need that. And I was like, that's amazing. And I was like, oh, in my head, I'm like, oh shit, that's that soundbite right there is a testimonial. And so what I said is I said, that is an amazing story. We get that a lot, but so many people still have no idea how much chiropractic can help that. Would you mind, I don't know if you have time today, if not today, next time, would you mind sitting down with Allison and she just collects two or three sentences from you, like basically what you just said to me, and um, we'll snap a photo and like with parents, now here's the deal, is like adults don't like their photo taken, so... If it's a kid, I always say, like, we won't take your photo. We'll take a picture of her, you know, and they're like, OK, good. Yeah. Um, or if we have gotten in the habit of taking pictures of pregnant women in anticipation of what if they have an amazing birth story. So like we give all of our pregnant women at 37 weeks this little box. Um, it's got like evening primrose oil in it and a little onesie and a lavender roller, some Epsom salt um, raspberry red leaf tea, red raspberry, you know what I mean. Um, and so it's this gift box. Oh, and like the thing that says like, and your baby will get checked for free because you did care during your pregnancy. So we give that to them. It's a wonderful time to get their picture. Pregnant people are much more willing to get their picture taken because like it's the belly. Um, so that is a great, I like if you see a lot of prenatal patients, don't ask for the postpartum picture, people. Take the prenatal picture. Um, so, but yeah, take a photo and then they'll usually say yes. And they'll, they may say, oh, I don't have time today. Be like, okay, next time, seriously, Allison will just take two or three sentences. Just like what you said to me, you don't have to have anything prepared. And then just either A, have a five minute set aside extra for that appointment for you to do it. Or B, have your front desk do it. So... The important thing here is that you get kind of word for word. So because what you don't want to do is you don't want to put words into their mouths. We're not going to go. We should just do an episode on testimonials, shouldn't we? Um, but yeah, gather what they say. OK, because what you don't want to do is you don't want to say like prior to chiropractic, life was exhausting. Like unless mom said that, unless they said that, like you don't want to put those words into their mouth. Like, you don't. Is, testimonials are not a time to paraphrase big emotions like that. So start grabbing testimonials. Okay. And then ultimately love on your people. I don't recommend loving on your people by giving them a keychain. Like, you know, this is a time for you to do what you should have been doing all along, right? And love on them. We've just gotten out of a pandemic. So maybe you used to do like spa nights. Maybe you used to um, give like t-shirts. So we, it had been a couple years, but like every once in a while, we just buy like 300 t-shirts that have a cool, like Kirby designs a logo and we just give it to our wellness people. It's just, here's a t-shirt and they wear them a ton. Like each t-shirt ends up costing me like 10 bucks, which sucks because yes, you can do the math, $3,000 on t-shirts. But do, if you have any idea how often these people wear these t-shirts, because you could get them cheaper, but I'm very particular about like, you, you want a soft t-shirt. You want a t-shirt people want to wear. Um, so like maybe you give people your t-shirts and just say like, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, you know, like your money is going to go further. <laughs> 
if you're paying attention, I said it correctly, further, not farther, giving a t-shirt than it is maybe doing a spa night or doing a big giveaway where one person feels like something. Um, you know, what do you do different? This is a really big time to highlight that. Do you do insight scans? Do you do nutritional testing? Do you do pettibon? Do you um, have vibe plates? Like, what do you do, especially since you said you stalker, a stalker, what do you do that's different? And start being like, you know, so like if a new person came to town and they didn't have the insight scans that I have, like, believe me, I would start promoting the heck out of my insight scans and just being like, how do we know? Mm, we reference a scan. Oh, no. Does your Cairo scan? No, I wouldn't say that. See, that's what I was talking about. The funny, vengeful things that I wish like a, nor a normal person would never, ever do. But like in my head, I'm like, take her down. Um, so community relationships. I don't know if you have kids or not, but I also don't even know if you're a pediatric chiropractor, but like, you know, maybe now is a great time to get on the school board. If you, if you have kids and you've been a community member, a business in town for six years, like maybe now's the time to join the boys and girls club board, get involved and like become a contributing member of your community. That is something like that wisdom of like, I run a business. I support like I bring economic wealth to our community that's something that you can leverage um, and really lean into those community relationships we're coming out of a pandemic you know maybe you used to like get coffee with a a doula in town maybe you used to go to a um, you know a library event maybe you used to do these things or you know who do you need to send a uh, let's grab coffee text too. Like it, it can sound, it sounds, sounds kind of skeezy, doesn't it? But like, no, you're just nurturing the balls that you dropped that you had picked up when you were building your practice because you got comfortable and all that stuff is exhausting. So now is a good time to really just nurture the relationships that you have built over the last six years. So the last thing that I am going to bring up is social media. Did you think we were going to get out of this conversation? Really? You wrote to me, darling. Social media. Um, I didn't look at your page because I don't know your practice. Um, I probably could have. Um, so what I will say is we're going to make some broad generalizations here. And Julie, you have full permission to be like, girl, actually, I have the bomb.com. Um, social media and that's great so then this message is for everyone else who is feeling in your shoes who needs to hear it so these youngins these new grads believe me they're gonna have good social media okay i said broad sweeping generalizations here so um in fact that's kind of one of the only things they have to leverage right now is social media because they don't have testimonials they, as they're before they're getting set up. They don't have results. They don't have a lot of this stuff. So that is likely where they're pouring a ton of their marketing into. Um, so like, how's your social media? Is it good? Is it great? If your social media is mostly being used for Canva posts to tell people that you're closed on Memorial Day, I would say, I'm sorry, Julie, it's not a good social media um, and you need to up your game because this is how people, this is how you show your testimonials. This is how you show your expert, your experience. This is how you show people you're different. Who cares if you get a testimonial if you don't know where to put it, like you're not going to share it in like, yeah, you can share it in your clinic, but you want to share it with the world. So um, I would recommend getting a some professional photos done. OK, having somebody come in and get some great photos of you adjusting. Please get multiple outfits, multiple different people so you can use these photos, but get a professional photo shoot done quickly because beautiful photos are one of the first things to kind of hack like improving your social media. Um, they're not necessary, but I'm saying like, it's a, just kind of one of those easy, like, what do I do, Lauren? Just hire a photographer and tell them you need a bunch of like lifestyle shots in your clinic. 
Um, And then I need you to go back and listen to a lot of our social media episodes. Um, Learn what you can take on and what you can't. What do you need to delegate in this situation? Okay, there are people who run social media. Do you need to do it for the next five years? No, but is it, are you at a point in your life right now that you, it would be a good idea for you to hire someone for the next six to nine months? Probably. I don't, well, maybe you have a CA who's lovely, you know? So like, these are the things of like, if you are worried about losing money right now is going to be the time where you're going to have to put some money down to stabilize and keep what you have. If not, hey, if you're at 200 and you're like, no, actually, I'm going for it. I'm going to that next level. I want to get over 250. Great. These are all the things you would do anyways. Um, So go back and listen to the search engine optimization episode that Kirby and I did. In a couple weeks, I am going to be doing another episode on search engine marketing, which is apparently different. I didn't know that, but I have an expert coming on to talk about that. So make sure you listen to that. Um, You know, just figure out you need to be adjusting so like I don't want you spending all of your time doing marketing and I also don't want you figuring out how to learn social media so you're gonna have to balance like where are you investing your money right now if you've been wanting to bring on insight scans for the longest time and um, you haven't then girl actually dm me because I have a promo code for you that'll save you almost a thousand dollars um so dm me uh you know if you have been wanting to like whatever you've been thinking about doing that is exciting to you if you've been wanting to go to a tonal technique if you've been wanting to get that doula certification I don't know like just Now's a great time. Now is a great time to learn something new, to bring something new in, to maybe hire that chiropractic coach. Um, Again, if you want some ideas, reach out to me, Julie. Um, But this is the time. It's not the time to freak out. This is the time to bitch slap yourself and say like, listen, girl, what do you want out of life? Do you want more? Then let's do this. Then let's freaking do this and let's be excited about it. And you know what? Kristen, is that what we named her? Girl, I wish you well. I wish her like, because right now she's doing a lot of the same things too. And that's okay. She is terrified. She is terrified. She is terrified that you, she will not be successful because of you. So just remember, remember these things. You have an opportunity here. To really get out of your comfort zone. And I know you're already there. You are uncomfortable because the temperature has turned down, right? Like, oh, you're a little cold. Um, And you are scared and you're uncomfortable and that's okay. You're going to take this and you are going to use this to move forward in abundance though. Not fear and competition and comparison. Because fear and gratitude are completely different vibrational states. Which one do you think is going to manifest more patience, more ideal patience, more love, more money? Which one do you think is going to bring more into your life? Going forward in gratitude for what you've built and curiosity to get better and do more for the people you serve and your community? Or shit, What is she doing? How do I outsmart her? Right. I I mean, you know the answer there. So obviously, you know, learn how you can elevate your vibration. You're going to bring your practice members with you. You're going to bring your whole team with you. You're going to bring your whole community with you. There are more million dollar chiropractors in small towns than there are big towns. And it is because chiropractic is more mainstream. I don't know if I've talked about the tipping point with you before, um, but I'm going to say it again because you need to hear it again. So the tipping point is this theory based from a Malcolm Gladwell book back um, in, I think it's called The Tipping Point. (laughs) I think it's one of his like first books that went seriously crazy successful. Um, Although I don't really know that, like Malcolm Gladwell's listening, being like, Lauren, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry, Malcolm. Um, So it's this idea where I believe it is 14%. Ooh, I read the book like 10 years ago. Um, 14% is what is considered, it's low. Um, it, the tipping point where something goes crazy viral, 
crazy successful. Chiropractic, statistically, for years and years and years and years, has sat somewhere between 8 to 10% of the population utilizes chiropractic. I remember talking about the tipping point in chiropractic school, and one of my professors said, if we doubled, if we, well, I guess it wasn't about the tipping point, but it was about like, let's say we take 8%, the lowest number that kind of is the stat, and it simply doubled. It went to 16% of the country utilized chiropractic, like lifestyle, wellness, chiropractic said there would not be enough chiropractors to serve. You would have to show up on the weekend. You would have to put 12-hour days in. You would have a wait list. So what happens when more chiropractors are in a town is we think that, all y'all shoot, you know, like now all of a sudden there's two, there's not enough fish to go around. I don't know. Is that, is that a phrase? We should make it a phrase. Cause it's kind of like biblical where it's like referencing Jesus and not enough fish, but then it's also like small fish, big fish, small town. I don't know. Um, it, <laughs> stop trying to make flick happen. Or is it fleck flick? Hmm. I think fletch fetch it's fetch. I think that's a mean girl's reference. Somebody, somebody help me. Lord Jesus. Um, what are we talking about? Oh, so when you have more chiropractors, like when your ratio, so my town is 8,000 people and there are like 10 chiropractors here. I have a feeling that our percentage of people who use chiropractic is way higher of a like proportion than in Minneapolis. Just because around here, chiropractic is a little more mainstream because there's so many damn chiropractors. You can't drive down Main Street without seeing one, two, Six chiropractors. There are six chiropractors on our main street. I mean, which is a couple, like, I'm not talking about a couple blocks, but like three miles, two miles. Like, chiropractic is in your face in this town. Um, and so, yeah, people have a lot of options. But that what that means is that chiropractic becomes more front of mind when you have an issue. If chiropractic is not everywhere every time you turn around, then a lot of people turn to the hospital for pain relief or ear infections or whatever it is. So try and remind yourself of that too, that there's going to be a buzz around chiropractic with a new person. She might even get in the paper, that bitch, Kristen, damn you, you and your young energy. Um, so she might even get in the paper and that's okay. Um, because what happens is, is people think, oh, new chiropractor, 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 chiropractor is in their head. It is. And so like, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to sit and call her. It just means it plants a seed for like chiropractic. Wow. Chiropractic is really must be a profession that do it. We just have all these new chiropractors. Like, do you see how like the brain kind of works? And then they go like, I should probably go to a chiropractor. And then they go to their coworkers and they ask like, who do you see? And guess what? Nobody sees Kristen because she hasn't even opened her doors yet. So like some people will see it and go, oh, new chiropractor. I wonder what she's all about. And they'll go to her. Some people will go, damn chiropractic, huh? I've been meaning to call. Oh, she doesn't open yet. Well, I should, you know, like, so just take a breath, girl. Take a breath. It's okay. You are not behind the eight ball. You are here. You are ignited. This period of comfort that you were in served you and you are going into a new area where you are on passion to improve yourself and to bring more abundance into your practice and love on your people. And that is just going to snowball so much love and manifestation and success into your life. So Kristen, girl, hope you do great. Starting a practice from scratch sucks. Julie and I can definitely, I know it doesn't suck. I take that back. It's hard work. <laughs> Glad you got that new girl energy. Um, we don't even know if Kristen is new. Maybe she's like 45 and she moved from like, another town over for this sake she's a new grad for this example because I don't know so Kristen we wish you well Julie you got this you got this so much more than you got this um and I love you and I love every single one of you listening and I know that some of you were Kristen today and some of you were Julie and some of you were neither some of you are just comfortable and you're like oh snap thinking like that would suck if a new chiropractor came to town and I felt like they were competition. So 
you know what? You don't have to wait. Why, you, why don't you start working on those testimonials and Google reviews and social media now? So I love you. Have a great week. So until next week, She Slayers. Bye. Hey, She Slayers. Are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? Sked has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. <laughs>